Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. In the virtual studio today, we have Al, myself, Anthony, and today is February 11th. We are recording this Thursday afternoon, just a couple hours before our tip-off against the Golden State Warriors. Um, and man, it's been a it's been a tough week since we last spoke. Things keep getting worse and worse. This injury bug uh, keeps on hitting us, and it's it managed. I cannot explain it at this point. Yeah, man, it's a rough time to be a Magic fan for sure. Uh, we're going to get into more details in just a moment. But before we do, um, earlier today I had posted on the Orlando Magic HQ Instagram page um, that the Magic are in the market for a new arena naming rights partner. What does that mean? That means that the contract with Amway, um, our extension through twenty that we did back in 2019, um, runs through 2021 to 2022. So that time is almost up. So it had me thinking. The Amway Center name, it's obviously has been tied to this new arena since it was um, built. What in the world will we change that to where it would sound acceptable? Uh, so ever since I saw that post that you posted this afternoon, uh, I've been thinking about it. Like, hey, like what kind of company would make sense? What, what name would make sense in this arena? And my hopes would be that it would be an Orlando-based company. I would want to see, a, a, I don't know, something local representing the Orlando Magic. Um, a name that I found online, I started searching for Orlando-based or Florida-based, Central Florida-based companies. And one that came to mind was Publix. Uh, they are based out of Lakeland. Um, okay. And I'm like, hey, that would be interesting. We all love Publix. We love their, their subs. Uh, <laughs> why not? Uh, and of course, we've seen a lot of responses on that post in Magic HQ. Um, Disney, another, another one that kind of keeps being thrown out there. Um, especially if you can some way, somehow nickname the arena rather than have like a Disney arena, instead have it called the Magic Kingdom or something like that. That would be kind of cool. Um, what about you? What, what do you think would be uh, an acceptable name for this arena? I mean, that's dope. I, I, I think that if if something like Publix happened, then they they need to kind of take that with stride and just run with it, right? So instead of doing 50% off pizza, do 50% off public subs. Oh, like that's man. something that that needs to 100% happen, right? Um, in, in regards to Magic Kingdom, I, yo, it makes sense. We're, we got Disney patch on our shoulders. We're sponsored by Disney. When you go to the arena, it's Disney stuff everywhere so obviously orlando uh the the disney world has a lot of invested with the orlando magic um but when it comes to like the name magic kingdom it kind of reminds me more of a nickname very similar to what the toronto raptors have with the jurassic park right i kind of wish that we would take more advantage of that type of nickname that that would be really um something that could be our own thing but uh, and thinking about different names man just no, nothing sounds right to me i i like i really like the amway center obviously if we're thinking about something brand new um who in the world would choose the amway center um amway obviously has ties with the devos family and that's kind of why that was there um i think that if you're going to do anything if you are going to change a name um, and it doesn't have to necessarily be a sponsor. I, I would love it for the Magic to kind of just go old school and just call it back the Arena or um, Steven from the Close Up Magic. 
Um, he had indicated something like the TD Waterhouse. That was a really big name before they blew that arena up. So go go back. Go back with the old school. Do what the Hawks did. Go back with the old logo. Bring back the old throwbacks. Like That would just be an amazing environment altogether. Bring bring everyone together, fans from old, fans from new, and just make it make it all in one. That would be, be amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely 100% down for the rebrand. Going back to the old school jerseys and arena, every all that good stuff. But we got to be realistic, though, man. Like it's all about money these days, and they're gonna want their whatever it is they're they're paying to stay a hundred million dollars for that naming rights. Um, so we know a company's coming. Um, it's just again, I hope they don't blow this, and it's not some random technology company with a random name. Um, like we want again, never heard of. Yeah, not, not no, not no dating website. No. Like none, none of that, none of that. Not no Smoothie King. Like what is it? The Utah Jazz have like is it the Vivint Security Arena or something crazy something like, that? like that? I'm like nah, man. Like I, so that's why I hope it's something local, something that we can all kind of rally behind. So we'll I see. I mean, some 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 things like that might work. Like uh, the Golden State Warriors when they were the Oracle Arena or whatever. You know that that name isn't something that really kind of jumps out at you, but I I guess it kind of works for them. I just hope that it's a little more creative and not something like Advent Health. We already know that they're sponsoring um, the practice facility that the Magic are building. They're going to be on our practice uniforms. I just hope there's something something outside of that. But now that you mentioned the Warriors, you know what it is? The Warriors made that name cool because they became who they became, right? Like they made three point shooting what it has become in the NBA today. And the fan base made it, you know, what it became the Oracle, like, you know, how loud that, that place was. So it can be named whatever. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to us as Magic fans embracing it, making it a place that we say, hey, that's our new arena now. Um, and the team as a whole, if we can perform and we know we're building this, this, this new young core. Um, we'll talk more about that in the episode today. So I think a lot of changes are happening over the next, what, 24 months? You got Clifford his, last year, his contract, the front office last year, other contracts, Fournier last year, his contract. Like, it's a lot going on over the next 24 months for us. So it could be kind of fun to see this rebrand happening, uh, even with the name of the arena, also maybe possibly changing. I don't know, man. It sounds like they got a lot on their plate as it is. Maybe, maybe trying to find a new business naming partner right now isn't the best time. We need to focus on the team and get the team better and then come up with a name. How about that? I'm down for that for sure. Because if you have an arena, like, let's just say that they decided to do Advent Health Arena or whatever. Man, you better have the healthiest roster in the history of the NBA. Because you cannot go with a name branded from some hospital and then, you know, not have a clinically positive medical roster on the court. It's just, you can't, can't do that. Or the other way around. That's the name of rights, and they're all there. They're all having surgeries there. They're all rehabbing there. So. Uh, mar- marketing. <laughs> I see. I see what you did there. <laughs> nah, man. It's it, it's been tough. So the Magic currently right now we're we're nine and sixteenth, and sitting kind of pretty tight at the thirteenth seed in the East. Um, our offense is still horrendous, man. We're one hundred four point seven. Uh, 28th in the league, three-point percentage is 34.5, 26th in the league. Offensive rating, 105.1, 28th in the league. Uh, Defense is not looking any better either. We're allowing an average of 112 points a game, which has us 19th in the league. Averaging 4.0 block, 28th in the league. Defensive rating, 112.5, 22nd in the league. 
man, we're we're not looking good on any scorecard. Like nothing at all. It's and it's tough, man. It's tough to watch. So you you look at it twofold, right? You look at it from from a really diehard fan perspective where you you root for this team, you invest so much time, you're reading articles, you're you're responding on blogs, and you want this team to do well because you bleed you bleed in white and blue and you want the magic to do great, right? But then on the flip side, it's kind of like the only way that that's going to happen is if you're a firm believer that tanking is the way to go. And right now, the Magic aren't tanking. We're trying to win, and we're still losing. So for those fans out there, it's a win-win. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I really think that this road trip, which we are now in game two out of four, um, we come back home, we'll play seven out of eight at home before we go on the break or the all-star break. 11 games left. I think this is the time where the, t- the front office, Coach Clifford, have to decide, okay, let's try to win and, and, and keep our heads above water and try to be near the 10th seed, which they're trying to do. They're trying to, to fight for a playoff or a play-in spot. But at some point, man, these injuries are just becoming too much. And and we, as diehard fans, I know I'm here until one in the morning watching these games, watching the post-game conferences. Like, I I, I care about this team. And so do you. All, all of us listening to this podcast are listening for a reason. We care about our team. But at the end of the day, man, it's hard. And we need direction. As a fan base, we need direction. The players need direction. It's crazy what's going on right now. I've never seen a season. I thought last year we, got, we were injured a lot. Man, that's looking like it was an amazing season now compared to this. It's the weirdest of things. Like the last Cole Anthony injury, like that was something that nobody touched him and he just strained his shoulder out of nowhere. Um, Markel Fultz, making a cut to the basket, you know, a little Euro step, boom, torn ACL. So it's just one of those things where right now, though, direction is what we need and we need to know where we're headed. If it is tanking, I think we're all embracing that because we want to see possibly a top three, top four pick. We can see the benefits long term for this team, but yet our coach is saying, "I'm not playing the young guys. I'm going to go ahead and try to play Vooch 40 minutes and win this game." So, I it's mean, tough. we can't we can't sit here and act like he doesn't play the young guys. I mean, he was playing Cole Anthony. It's just really one player that he's not playing that the yeah. fan base really wants him to play, and that's really Mo Bamba. He's trying he's trying to win, and for a coach of Steve Clifford's caliber. <clears throat> That's his job. His job yeah. is to maximize the talent that he has. The problem is, even with the with maximizing, it's we're just struggling too much with injury. You got Gordon, you got Aaron Gordon that's out till March. Fournier is having issues with back spasm. Cole Anthony suffers a shoulder sprain. Right now, the only healthy point guard on our roster is a new point guard that we just signed, Roger Mason. Uh, excuse me, Roger Mason the third, and we just waived Jordan Boone. So what what do we what do we do? Okay, so first off, how do you what do you what do you think about Roger Mason? How do you like him so far? You know, he reminds me a tiny little bit of a Jameer Nelson. Again, from from a body build, from the way that he plays, he's a floor general. He, he from the tra- height, from the height, especially he um, he directs the team really well. Like he's someone who doesn't really make a lot of mistakes. I wish. He would settle more for shooting instead of going to the basket too much because he tries to go to the basket, but he's so small that any yeah, it's tough. any any decent sized basketball player is going to either block him or contest the shot really well. So he's missed a lot of layups and, and, and easy baskets that you would think another player would finish because of his height. But his shot is nice; like he can shoot threes, he can shoot mid range. So I kind of hope that he adjusts and kind of does a little more. 
Um, but I like it, man. I've been a fan of his since he was drafted in, in 17 by the Sacramento Kings. Uh, I wanted him that year to come to the Magic. Um, he was a really good, solid college player. And we needed a point guard back then. So I'm like, hey, that's a perfect guy for us in the second round. We couldn't get him. So I'm, I'm happy with him. But I never expected him to be playing, you know, now a st- possibly a starter role tonight if, if Cole Anthony doesn't play. Or playing, you know, 25, 30 minutes a night. That is not what, why he's here. He's here to just back up Cole Anthony right now. But um, can't complain. He's doing well. He's doing what he can. Um, but definitely not a long-term solution by any means. I mean, I see why they picked him up. Uh, he's not. It's not like he's a rookie. This dude was um, the NBA G League MVP Player of the Year last year. He averaged twenty six point four points a game. Um, averaged about five assists. Field goal percentage fifty percent. Three point percentage forty two percent. So the dude can't shoot the ball. He can't score. He's known for his offensive ability. Um, but you just expect to struggle with this type of player as now being forced to be your starting point guard. And great cool he's your starting point guard who is going to play the the second string we had a conversation about this the other day and you had mentioned that uh and and i missed the interview but coach cliff is expecting to have Dwayne bacon to to be to handle the ball secondarily as a point guard we experimented with aaron gordon being the backup point guard he's obviously not playing because he's out with injury there's literally nobody else like nothing zero why like okay one of the things that frustrates me about Cliff is that he is so gun ho about just keeping Terrence Ross as like the second string. Like we know that there's no there's night and day between Terrence Ross and Dwayne Bacon, but yet Dwayne Bacon is starting and Terrence Ross is coming off the bench. Why is this man not starting? And if you if you're gonna have somebody that's not a point guard handle the ball primarily as your second string, is it me or should we not? Give that to Ter- Terrence Ross over Dwayne Bacon. Why is that not happening? I would think so too. I would 100% agree with that. And I mean, I, I think it, go- it goes back to the fact that Clifford trusts Dwayne Bacon. Uh, he coached him in the past. But when he said um, after Cole got hurt, he mentioned that he may actually use Dwayne Bacon as a, as a backup point guard to some, some degree. I'm like, how? This dude, I mean, I, I like what he's brought to the team. He's been better than I expected. But one thing you cannot deny is he's not looking to pass the ball. He's not looking to create off the pick and roll or go to the basket and kick it out. He's there to hit his tough contested layups and to hit his mid-range shots. He's not there to make all the teammates better. But I guess at this point, we have no choice, man. I, I, we have nobody <laughs> to, to play the backup point guard position right now. So I guess we may have to. But like you said, I would think Terrence Ross would be a better option in that role. Yeah, man, it's tough. So they just came out with the injury update for tonight's game. You have Al Farouk Amino that's out, Cole Anthony, Michael Carter-Williams, Evan Fournier. So four players that you already know are able to contribute that they're going to be missing. Um, not having Cole Anthony in your roster, I'm, I'm stressed out to even think about how crazy Steph Curry is going to go off today. I'm sure that kind of makes you a little bit happy, Al. You're, you're a low-key, diehard Steph Curry fan. Um, and it's tough because a player like Aminu that hasn't played since November 29th of 2019 gets his first game back and he literally doesn't last more than five minutes. That's insane, man. That's, I, just, I just saw the same tweet right now. And uh, again, we, I kind of expect the Cole to not play again. I know they're trying to be safe with him. MCW we know about. But man, Aminu played five minutes. Five minutes. And he couldn't make it through that. What, yeah, my and- thing is this, though. What happened to this guy? 
as far as I know, it was a torn meniscus with just a typical NBA injury. Like those guys come back in two months and they're ready to rock. This dude has been out for 14 months and he cannot stay on the court. Like I don't understand it. Yeah, man. Let's let's be clear. These players that are not playing, they're not out because of tanking reasons. These are not no. this is not a strategy to tank. These players are hurt. They experience actual injuries. So it's tough, man. MCW, we're hoping that you know he'll be ready to go. Um, but but even so, man, MCW, as much as I really like him as a player, um, and he's a cool dude. He was a guest on our podcast um, uh, about half a year ago. He's he's not going to take this team to where we need it to be. He is a major upgrade over Roger Mason. So we'll we'll see what ends up happening. The good news is that uh, Cole Cole Anthony's injury. Uh, they say that he didn't need to undergo any type of MRI, so it doesn't seem like it's crazy serious. Um, more of a precaution. So that's that's some good news. And obviously we got uh, Chumo Kiki back in the roster. That you know it's it's really nice to see him on the court because he does bring a lot of good things to the team. Yeah, man. I just want to see this team get healthy to some degree. Uh, and guys like Cole Anthony got to play, man. Like, I hope, thankfully, thankfully, his injury wasn't worse because that's the one guy that honestly has me watching the games right now. Him, Chumao Kiki, eventually we'll see Mobamba out there if the team continues to lose. Like, those are the guys that really are drawing me to watch these games. And if we don't have Cole out there tonight and, you know, and it's a long-term injury, like, it's hard to turn into a magic game right now. No matter how how much of a fan we are, it's it's difficult, um, but yeah, definitely lucky that he is not out for longer. Um, and let's see, we do play tomorrow again, so it could just be that hey, take an extra day tomorrow you play. So hopefully that's the case. Yeah, and and definitely before his injury, Cole Anthony was just playing really good. You can tell that the game is starting to slow down for him. Um, it wasn't as much as a reaction from the fan base his first couple of games starting to where now it's he's starting to get more comfortable. He's starting to get to know his uh, his teammates a lot better. And uh, just recently on NBA.com's rookie ladder, you know he made it to the top t- the top five. So right now they have ranked Alonzo Ball that you know that there's just the dude has a lot of hype, but he is leading uh, the rookies in just about every category. So he, you got him number one, Halliburton number two, Anthony Edwards three, and then Cole Anthony sitting at four. And I would imagine I, I, we didn't put down number five, but I would imagine you got Wiseman at five. Um, but the fact that Cole Anthony is at number four is is awesome. He's getting the respect that he deserves. Bleacher Report <clears throat> they came out recently with um with an article of redrafting uh the the rookie class and they had Cole Anthony being drafted at six instead of fifteen. So obviously, you know, his talk is rising. He's a lot better than people expected. Um do you think that he should be higher than four? Um I think it's fair to be honest with you. I know Edwards has been playing a lot better as of late. Sacramento's winning a lot, so it explains why Holly Martin is number two. And Lonzo Ball, man, like not for nothing, I'll be the first one to admit it. I, I really did not see his name his game translating from somewhere random in Europe and, and coming to the NBA and, and dominate the way that he has. I mean, I saw him live a couple of weeks ago when when Charlo was here, and I wasn't impressed. Even in warm-ups, like he wasn't hitting threes at this like high level. His body is not NBA ready. I don't understand it to be honest with you. Like this guy has just the instincts of a great basketball player. But if you were to just see him out there warming up in practice, whatever it is, he doesn't give you that vibe. His body language is kind of nonchalant. So it's weird, but he's making it happen for Charlotte. I mean, they're, they're in the playoffs right now. He is playing really, really well as a starter. Um, 
he deserves that. And again, the, the rest of the guys above Cole right now are there for a reason. Now, if Cole continues to play the way that he is, what's not going to help him is the Magic are losing so much, unfortunately. If the team was better, he would be up there in, in the rankings a little more, I think. Um, but as a Magic fan, I'm excited, man. We got this guy at number 15, and he's going to be for sure by the end of the season a top four, possibly top three rookie. We would do one of those, man, because usually it's the other way around. We pick a guy at six or five, and they end up being considered a 15 or 12 pick in the draft. So we were due for one of these guys. Um, so I'm really happy for Cole and what he's done so far for us. Yeah. I mean, Cole's awesome, man. I'm, again, super happy with the pick. Obviously, there's still a lot of time for growth and development. Who's to say that these are going to be the top four players five, six, seven seasons from now? Um, what I can say is he's getting a different type of experience um, than the other the other three players that we mentioned on here. I mean, he's the point guard role is is such a difficult role, and and being the only guy there, like not really having that support system after him, it's it's tough on anyone, and even more so, you know, on a rookie, but. Uh, Lonzo Ball, I, I, to me, he was the only sure shot I saw from the draft class. He was the only one that I thought that you knew for a fact that you were going to get a stud. And I'm not surprised by it. He's, again, leading rookies in all categories. Um, earlier today, I saw somebody make an edit of of him being you know very similar to penny hardaway i thought that was funny i sent it to my boy and he told me to not talk to him for a week <laughs> because that's just ridiculous um but uh, do i think that he should be higher i, I think i think the the top four is uh, the fourth spy is, is a good spot for where he's at right now and how he's playing yeah i agree now there there was some interesting rumors that came out recently on the magic possibly in trade talks this is from uh uh, I want to say it was Legion Ross um, about the Magic inquiring about Derrick Rose um, and also some talks from Scoop B who had mentioned Lonzo Ball and the Orlando Magic. Are these players that the Magic should go after uh, given given the circumstances of where the Magic are right now where it, it doesn't even look like we're going to have an opportunity to fight in the play-in tournament. Uh, the season, it kind of feels like we're just trying to get by and make it to the following season. That way you're able to get back Markel Foles. Um, but should the Magic be at least engaging in trade talks to see what they're able to do and what they're able to get? Um, I guess as a fan, I like the fact that they're engaged. They're, they're talking to these teams, if they are. I mean, I, many times I don't believe rumors when they mention the Magic because we know how tight they keep information. We, we know that as a fan base. Other fan bases on there don't know that. They don't understand that, hey, the Magic do not leak anything. So when you see the Magic out there, I always take it with a grain of salt. Like, this may or may not be true, but I really don't think so. Derrick Rose, Lonzo Ball, uh, at this point, Why? You know, Lonzo Ball's not going to come here to be a six-man or to be, you know, a backup point guard. I don't see that happening, so he won't be happy here if that's the case. Next year, you have Markel coming back. Call Anthony's here. It's healthy. What's Lonzo going to do? And isn't he a free agent, too, at the end of the season? So he's going to demand some money. It doesn't make any sense. Um, the type of guys I want us to acquire right now, if we, if we do make a move, is young guys with potential in positions that we need. That being shooting guard, small forward. Because again, I, I think that we have a solid foundation at the center position, power forward, and point guard at this moment. But the rest is kind of up in the air. Um, so that's that's my thinking. I like the fact that they're talking, but they shouldn't be targeting guys to save this season. 
it to me it's all about next season and beyond yeah man i'm gonna i'm gonna throw out a name out there because um so when when the derrick rose rumor came out it came out about four days ago and literally after i posted it on the magic hq instagram page less than an hour derrick rose was already traded to the new york knicks right so do i believe the rumor not really it's i i think that if there's any point guard right now that's in the NBA and they're available for any type of trading, the Magic are going to be linked to it because obviously we don't have a point guard right now. <clears throat> but now they have kind of a logjam over there in New York. An interesting name that I'm going to say that's a little bipolar with the fan base, but I'm going to say it anyways. Orlando native Austin Rivers. Yes, sir. I, I, I can, tweeted that this afternoon. I'm he like, can shoot. He can shoot. He can create. He's an offensive type of player. He can play multiple positions. He can play the point guard. He can play the shooting guard. Could the defense be better? Absolutely. But he brings offense. I still don't understand why there hasn't been any talks about Orlando and Orlando native Austin Rivers. Why? It it makes a lot of sense. And that's the type of guy that I'm talking about. It's a guy that you don't only bring for this season, but also for years beyond. He would be happy here. Again, he, 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 was, he played high school basketball in Orlando. He was raised here, and he brings what we need. Again, is he the best defender out there? No. Is he the perfect player in our team? No. But what does he do? He solves a weakness. Right now, this team cannot score. So if you can bring in a guy that can score 10 to 14 points a night off the bench, heck, as a starter, like you can start him at the two and, and, and put Forney at the three. Like That would be a much better lineup than we would have right now. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, I also, before he got traded, I actually, I also thought about trading for Dennis Smith Jr. It's a trade that we've heard about for years and years and years. This would have been a perfect chance to say, hey, Dennis, show us what you got. Go out there and ball out. Unfortunately, Detroit got him first. Um, is, it, is it me or do I not watch enough Dennis Smith Jr. games? How in the world did Dennis Smith Jr. get you Derrick Gross? He didn't. They did it just for salary reasons. He hasn't played with the Knicks. He actually asked the Knicks to send him to the G League because he wants to just play basketball. But shouldn't shouldn't a player that doesn't have, and I wish that we would have had this conversation with Keith because I would have loved for Keith Smith to kind of weigh in on that. I like that philosophy. Who did that was Dwayne Dedman. Dwayne Dedman yep. did that when he played for us, and he was like, man, I'm not playing enough. Send me to, send me to the G League. And what did he do? We sent him to the G League, and he balled out. Yep. Bring your ass back. You did great. Come back. That's what players should be doing. And I kind of feel, I'm going to throw it out there, I kind of feel that that should be communication that Mo Bamba is saying right now. We've Hey, listen, we, we talked about this last year at some point, and we got killed on the podcast uh, for saying this. Like, hey, like, do we think Mo Bamba should spend some time in the G League? Right now, Mo, Mo Bamba should do it not because he may feel that way, but just to stick it to the magic. Hey, you're not playing me? I want to play ball. Like, I'm down the street. I can go to Disney and play ball right now. Like, it, but either way, it's not going to happen. But that's the mindset that I would it, love to see from Mo Bamba right now. Like, hey, yeah, I want to play it's, ball. It's not going to happen. But imagine if he did. He went down there, one game, dropped 45 and 30 rebounds. Like, dude, play me. I'm valuable. Exactly. Because in the little bit, in the little bit of time that he does play, and we're going to talk about that more in a little bit, but the little bit of time that he does play, He's making a case for himself that he should be in the rotation. 
Steve Clifford had made the comment in the interviews, if if anyone is trying to figure out why is it Mobamba playing, is because Coach Clifford, in his mind, believes that the center position, and he he's not wrong, the center position is the strongest position on the roster, mm-hmm. right? Nikola Vucevic, obviously playing crazy. Ken Birch is playing really, really well. It's, he's playing the, probably his best season in his NBA career, and he's playing good. And he's saying that there's just not enough time for Mo Bamba. But my argument is you didn't invest a top lottery pick on Ken Birch. You spent that on Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba is still considered your future. I don't understand the disconnect, and I don't understand why there's such there's they're lacking in opportunity. Do we really have to wait for a blowout? Do we really have to wait for an injury to happen? Do we really have to wait for somebody to be in foul trouble to get this man on the court? And not only that, but it hasn't been fair to Mobamba. I'll be honest with you. This guy did not lose his role as a backup center in our team because he was playing poorly. Before COVID, before the injury back in March, he lost it because he got hurt, right? So think about Chumal Kiki. He was playing backup power forward for us. He got hurt December 31st, missed a month and a half, came back. He's the backup power forward. Like he, he, there was no doubt in that, in, that, in that right there. Like He came back and played. Carter Williams, it's going to miss, what, two months before he comes back? He's going to come back and either be the starting point guard. <laughs> I, I, could, I see a world where Clifford does that. Or he could be the backup point guard. But he's not going to be sitting on the bench because he got hurt. My thinking here is, I understand it. Ken Burch has been balling out. I love Ken Burch. I hope he stays in our team for many, many years under the same s- structure. A small contract, third string center. But like you mentioned, you invested the sixth pick in the draft a couple of years ago. You want this kid to develop. At this point, my concern is it's going to become a mental issue for Mo Bamba. It can make you either a better player, you're hungry, you, you want to go out there and ball out, but he's doing that. He's playing five minutes and dropping 10 points. He's playing 12 minutes like he did last week, and he dropped 12, 7, and 3 blocks. Like, what else can you do? So, again, my issue is it could become a mental issue for him where he might just simply lose it and I have confidence in his game or what some players do. Get me out of here. You're not playing me. I'm done. And then what did we do? We had this kid there on the bench on a losing season. And not even then he can play. I'm sure tonight he might play because we only have like nine or eight healthy bodies. But I don't know, man. It's it's, it's weird. And I've been tweeting this the entire month, I think now. It's deeper than that. There, there's more to the story that we're not hearing about. Um, and Mo has made it obvious. Mo has been tweeting. Mo has been retweeting stuff like free me. From Kevin Durant, it, there's more to this that we're that we're hearing. I, unfortunately, we know the magic how they are. We're not going to get the whole story from the coach or the front office, but it's not fair. It really isn't to him and to the fan base that wants to see him play. Yeah, yeah, man. What what I'll say is what I do like is the fact that when you see Mobamba on the on the you know on the bench, he's still clapping up. He's cheering his teammates on. Um, after Kim had a really good play and they called a timeout, I remember seeing him dapping up Mobamba. Mobamba cheering him on. So it's good to see that he's still being positive. But, uh, I mean, come on. Against the Bulls, you had mentioned it. He he actually dropped. It was 14.7 rebounds, three blocks in 12 consecutive minutes. And it seemed as if 
every single possession, he was gunning for it. He wanted the ball. He was asking for it. He was being aggressive. He was grabbing rebounds. He was getting blocks. He was putting a lot of focus on the offense, the defense, and he was contributing to a way that you look at him and you see the way he plays and you're like, man, this dude could really help the team. You know, it, Cliff got to find a way to do it, man, because it's getting to a point where people are calling for Cliff's, for Coach Cliff's name. They're questioning whether he's the right coach for this team. They're asking to fire this man because he doesn't want to play Mobamba over Ken Birch. It, it doesn't make sense. I'm not saying that Bamba should be our backup center right now. I still believe that Mobamba needs to earn it, but he's earning additional minutes. Find more minutes for Mo Bamba. So my thing is this, man. If you look at the stats, so again, we've lost what? Seven out of eight. We've lost, an, what, three and 14, whatever it is, since Markel went down. My thing is this. At this point, you've been starting Clark at the power forward position. And the guy's averaging, I think, like three points, five rebounds, and playing about 24 minutes a night. On a season like this, where nothing's going right, nothing's working, you could make the change and say, you know what, Ken Birch, go start because we trust you so much setting picks and rebounding. Go start the power forward position. I know it's not ideal, but we I am open create, to it. Yeah. It creates space for our six pick a few years ago to get some minutes. Okay. That doesn't work. We have quotes from Coach Clifford saying years ago, Mo Bamba and Vooch can play together. We'll probably see that rotation happen at some point in the season. That's, that was his rookie season. I believe his sophomore season as well. We're going to see it tonight. Guess what? Try it. We're losing no matter what. We're not losing by two points, competitive going to the wire. We're losing by 20 to 25 points each game. So guess what? Shake it up. Surprise me one day, and I want to see that tweet from Roy Perry or Josh, uh, or Josh telling us, today's starting lineup is Vooch, Mobamba. Like, man, like, shake it up a little bit. Like, give this kid some confidence. Because, again, what are we playing for, realistically speaking? I know every team wants to go out there and play to win the game. I understand that. I've played basketball prof- like in high school and all these levels. You never want to accept the other team is better. You want to win. I get that. But the reality is also accept reality. We're hurt as hell. We have no, no healthy bodies. What do you do then? As a coach, roll with the punches and adapt. But that's one thing that Clifford has never done for us. He's never been able to adapt. He has this rotation set, which is going to play from the, tw- from the start of the first quarter to the five-minute mark. That's it. He could be dropping 30 points in, the, in that span. He's getting so down. But in all, in, all, in all honesty, I'm okay with Nikola Vucevic going out there and playing 40 minutes. He's, oh, no, no, no. He's the, only thing, he's the only thing positive happening on the Orlando Magic at this moment. No, yeah, yeah. What I meant to say was it, it shows... Clifford with, with rotation has always been historically been like this. I, I'm watching right. the games at Amway, and I, I can tell my wife who's going to be sub dance about because yeah, I know. Time, yeah. Ross. Yeah, because that's because his, his philosophy is, and this is part of the reason why Terrence Ross hasn't started, is because he prefers these players <clears throat> to to know, to be comfortable with the time frame that they're playing, the time that they're going in, to have the expectation. Like, that's that's his philosophy and what he thinks. And do I agree with it? Absolutely not. I, I completely agree with you. But, you know, there's times when we see Terrence Ross drop, I don't know, 20 points in a matter of, like, 10 minutes. And here he goes. The, the minute mark came up, whatever that minute mark is, go sit down, 
And I'm like, why? Like, let this guy keep keep giving him the ball, keep writing that, that player. But again, that also extends to things like this. Nothing's going right for this team right now. Nothing is. Throw the poor kid out there and say, hey, listen, show me what you got. Make a difference out there, which he's done in limited minutes. Is Coach Clifford the head coach for the next season? Ah, man. Who was it that said it? Somebody said it that many times front offices and head coaches do not make it to their final season on the contract. Like there was a crazy stat where like 80% of them either get fired or they get a contract extension. I don't know. I, I want to believe that he will be the head coach of this team because I think he's earned it. He's taken us to the playoffs twice. It is not his fault, all the injuries that we've had. But another question I can ask you is, is he the right coach for what's coming? Because what's coming is not a veteran-led team. It's going to be a ton of young guys wanting to prove themselves. I feel I feel like we, we kind of already had this expectation with Coach Cliff. We always knew that he wasn't going to be the guy to get us to the promised land. He was meant to be the guy that comes in and get us to some type of land, which is the playoffs, right? He's he's known for being able to uh, get teams that weren't in the playoffs into the playoffs. That's what he was known for. But have we maximized what we're able to do with Coach Clifford? He's expected to be a, uh, a unrestricted free agent head coach in year 2022. His contract is up. We're getting really, really close to it. And in a time, in a year where uh, there's so many unanswered questions, what are you going to do with Aaron Gordon? What are you going to do with Evan Fournier? What are you going to do with Nikola Vucevic? You have players that it's already, if you take a look at our roster, how many young players do we have that we've drafted? It's a handful. Now you're yep. really starting to see the, the the fingerprints of the front office. But yet, it's still being led by by players from the rep, from the Rob Hennigan era. They're, this is it. This is the the pivotal moment where change will happen, and it's less than a month away. I I think that the front office needs to take a really really good look and see if maybe if, if this is really the right. Do I still think that he's going to be the coach next season? Yes, I don't think he's going anywhere, because as much as we don't like it and don't want to believe it. We've we've been hurt with injury, and I hate to say that that is worth a free pass, but I think that's the way that the front office really looks at it. What could have Coach Cliff, or any other coach for that matter, done differently for the season to be different if you have these many players being affected by injury? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, We may not like it. We don't want to hear that because we've heard the same excuse or the same reality, because it's really a reality, of the injuries delaying that next kind of step in our, uh, in our franchise. So I think you might hear that again, like, hey, we want to take another look at this. And that includes our head coach. Now, do I expect that to be also applicable to the players? I sure as hell hope not, man, because like you said before, I cannot, I, we cannot head into next season after what we've gone through saying that, hey, we're going to resign Evan Fournier, which I do not expect. But people on Twitter believe it. They're like, we expect him to be here next season. I'm like, really? Aaron Gordon, figure it out. He cannot play power forward or small forward next to J.I. It just cannot happen. We've seen it before. It worked out temporarily, but long-term, it's not. Make a decision. And Nikola Vucevic is the one guy I think we should definitely keep around because he is our only 
reliable go-to player right now. You cannot let that go right now. So those are big decisions. And I've said it before in this, in this podcast. I wouldn't want to be the guy making those decisions. I, I really wouldn't. But they're getting paid millions of dollars, and they're going to have to make those decisions. And with Clifford, same thing. You have to analyze. I also, like you, think he will be here next season. But I wouldn't be mad either as a fan if they say, you know what? Thank you, Cliff. You did what you did. You did an awesome job. But we're going to go with a, I don't know, Chelsea Billups. We're going to go with, heck, Penny Hardaway and shake it up a little Penny, bit and go young. Bring my, bring my boy Penny in. Yeah. Like, why not? Like, what's the harm? You're going to go young either way. That's the future of this team. We know it. Shake it up a little bit. Yeah, I... If I woke up one morning and got a notification from Waj and from Sham saying that the Magic decided to part ways with Steve Clifford, with Steve Clifford, I, you're right. I wouldn't lose any sleep at night. Do I think that he's done a good job? Hundred percent, man. We've yeah. gone so long without making it to the playoffs. Like, take for take it for what it is. He he changed the way that the Orlando Magic played. Gave us more structure. Got everyone organized. Held people accountable. During Frank Vogel's last season, <clears throat> some of the takeaways, and I, I believe Aaron Gordon was one of the main ones. I said that you know it, the previous coaching staff didn't hold players accountable. He was too nice, man. Yep. Frank Vogel was way too nice, and and Coach Cliff held people accountable. Man, he he brought a lot of good things to Orlando. Now it's about taking it to the next step. And who's to say that Coach Cliff is that guy? I guess we'll find out. Um, so the week ahead, we have Golden State Warriors. They're playing tonight um, at 10 o'clock tonight. Um, so when you're hearing this, the game will already be over, unfortunately. But Friday, we got Sacramento. Sunday against Phoenix. And then Wednesday, we got uh, the Knicks. What are your predictions for the next four games? Man. I, I want, again, as a fan, I want to say there's some wins in there, but I'm not seeing it. Um, initially, I thought maybe Sacramento, we, we could beat. Yeah, but they're playing all right. They're playing really well. Then I thought, heck, maybe the Knicks. They have been kind of sliding a little bit, but their defense is solid. Um, it's, and it's, with with all the injuries, we, we can't. We don't have enough firepower right now to beat that team. So I'm going to say it, man. Uh, tankers out there, 0-4. Yeah, I, I, it's hard, man, because I want the team to win, but I don't see them being Golden State, Sacramento. They're playing well. Phoenix, they're playing crazy, and then the Knicks. This ain't the same old Knicks. This is Coach Thibs Knicks, and you just gave Coach Thibs Derrick Rose. So I don't know, man. I, I don't, I don't have confidence of the Magic winning any of these games. If they take one W out of the four, then I'll take that as a win-win. That's right. I mean, yeah. again, like like I said earlier today in, in our episode, that next game starts a seven out of eight games at home, right before we go to the All Star break. Um, so you know, heading into into that with such a losing, what, what have we lost so far? Three games in a row. So potentially, it could be seven games in a row by the time we come back home. It's gonna get ugly, man. And we don't play easy teams. We do play Detroit twice. I think that's the easiest that it gets when we come back home. But after that, it's some really good teams that we play: Dallas, the Hawks. Um, so heading into the break, man, I think we're going to have a clear picture of where the team is going. And again, the front office should have an easy time making some tough decisions because the writing's on the wall, unfortunately for us. Yeah, man. Friday, Friday, the fifth, uh, we have played against Chicago. That was our last win where we beat the bulls. One twenty three to one nineteen. We lost to the bulls the day after of that back to back. 
We lost to Portland. And then we have the tough stretch of going to State, Sacramento, Phoenix, and then the Knicks. This could easily be a six-game losing streak. And you know what? I think that's why you saw Vooch doing what he did. He's like, hey, do not take me out. Play me the whole half. They're try- they really are. And, and I really respect that from this team. They're not trying to give up. They're trying to really do their best to, to stay afloat and stay alive in this, in this playing tournament at least. But again, you cannot. I said it yesterday in one of the tweets. I think the basketball gods just want us to tank. And every time we think we're getting healthier, we, we have a chance. Nope. Another body goes down. Um, so at this point, man, you can't fight destiny. And again, this is the year to do it. If this was last year, I would have been pissed because the draft wasn't as good. But this year, man, I'm, I'm all about it. Keep riding this wave, lose some games, give me a top four pick, and I'll be happy. We'll see what happens. All right, let's wrap this up. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, we have no official word as of yet on Cole Anthony as to what's going on with him, but please let it be a one, two game thing. Heck, even a week, but no more than that. Like, we cannot afford to, to lose him as well. Uh, we need him to be developed this season, to play a lot of minutes, to, to get experience. So that next year he can become a really, really uh, helpful player, whether it's a starter, as a starter, or as a bench player. But we need him to get all this practice that he can while um, this team is struggling. So that's my my takeaway for this episode is please be healthy, Cole Anthony. Yeah, uh, the fact that Nikola Vucevic playing as good as he is, um, not even in the consideration for being an NBA All-Star by the fans, I think is is... Things messed up, man. It, it's the one and only thing that, you know, a player like Nikola Vucevic, who's playing on a bad team, I already feel bad that we're wasting away one of his prime years, that he he's a player that definitely deserves um, some recognition from the NBA, and that's to be considered an NBA all-star. Even Magic Johnson uh, just recently tweeted that, um, that Nikola Vucevic has been playing great, great basketball, and he's definitely underrated. Uh, if you don't believe it, this man is top five center in the NBA, and I'm not going to put him in any specific order. He's just great at what he does. For any type of hate this guy gets, then you really just don't understand the amount of effort and work this dude puts in. And he's been with us for 10 seasons, man. This this dude deserves your respect. He's an all-star in my eyes, and we'll end it with that. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. It's a wrap, man. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Ozone Pod. And remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.